sort of down in the doldrums and we've been grustling and grinding yeah the past few months but <laughs> sort of you know multiplying and festering like a tumor so how how come when i use the words they're more like positive and then when you use the words they're more like kind of <laughs> festering and kind of well i mean up. if you're if because we're sort of like the tumor to you know big tech you know big spotify <laughs> tech big tech are we declaring war on silicon valley now i think so you know i actually don't know what silicon valley is silicon valley is just like it's basically the bay area of san francisco it's like the san francisco slash i wouldn't include berkeley in there but just all those neighboring kind of towns where tech startups come up um why do they call it silicon? Because uh, computer chips are made of silicon. Oh. So. Okay. I thought it had something to do when, like, when I first heard about it, I thought it had something to do with like human dolls. Oh wow! You thought they were <laughs> like that was the big business down there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure maybe there are some like doll businesses, like, like dildos or something. Okay. See, that's not what I was thinking of. Because those aren't made of silicon, probably. Those are. They probably, are. They are. Yeah. Damn, you seem very, that was a very fast answer. Like you answered that almost immediately. Same material as my flashlight. Damn, man, you gotta stop, man. You're out of pocket. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get into New Year's resolutions, but maybe your one of your New Year's resolutions should be to kind of I don't know, kind of cut the. Let's go ahead and check the emails. <laughs> hey, man. All right, emails time. So it's been a long time since we got the emails, but this is this is a new email we got from Marquez Bear on the subject of my contributions. You want to read this one out for the fans? Yeah, but what what was your... Do you remember what our past relationship with Marcus Bear has Honestly, been like? Like, what did we leave off on last time we I, put a I podcast even, up? I can't remember, man. I think he was, like, bitching and moaning about some shit that yeah, we said. I think so. <laughs> I don't even know. Let's just see what this guy has to say. Uh, yeah, you want, to, you want to read this one? <laughs> he says, Hello. Fuck you. Of course you wouldn't actually get paid by me. I have contributed uh, billions of dollars in advertising around the world for you fools. How else do you think you have worldwide appeal? Certainly not through your own merits. (laughs) Now I will kindly ask you to again to start making some profit before I turn your life into a Tarantino movie. The economy is shitting the bed, so you don't want to test me. Please, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you are our only hope to solidify my grip upon the masses, of course. So, first of all, I know who this is now. 
Why don't you solidify your grip on my massive cock? Hey man, let's let's be kind. Let's be kind. It's the new year, alright? We gotta be kind to start off. First of all, I think I know who this is now after reading this email. And second of all... Well, we have a theory. Is it the same theory? <laughs> it might be the same theory, but... Second of all, it seems he's a little on edge. Would you say? No, I mean, this is just kind of typical Marquez bear behavior. But... I don't know, even for Marquez, I think it's a little bit on edge. I do, I do find it a little strange that he, would, that he would reference Star Wars. I just think that potentially he had a lot of money in the crypto space. And he's on edge because that space started kind of tanking this year. Yeah. And now he might be a bit desperate. He might owe he as big as he talks, maybe he owes other people a fair sum of money. And he's trying to get us to generate profits for him. It's a classic scheme that we've seen. It's a tale as old as time. Look, we know what's going on. But uh Marquez, thanks for the email. Thanks uh for reaching out to us. We know you love the content and um yeah, we wish you the best. Well, Hopefully, Marquez keeps funding us. Whether or not he actually thinks he has some sort of grip on us or not, it, it is strange. Like we saw some other emails in our inbox, like PayPal, like requests of people requesting money from us. Was that you, Marquez, or was that <laughs> someone was that unrelated? I don't know. He's trying to get the money back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyway, uh, good. Good looking, Marquez. Good looking out. <clears throat> well, it's another episode of the Fox and the Clown podcast. And we're here to talk about a variety of subjects here. Uh, basically, what we've been up to, how the holidays have been, what we've been doing over the holidays. And potentially uh, talk about our previous New Year's resolutions and our ones that we will be making live on the show and we might not necessarily make all of the resolutions on the show these are just ones that we're going to publicly disclose right yeah just public this ones we're willing to publicly disclose at the moment but yeah and then we'll we'll leave it off oh yeah yeah we already did the email so yeah that's that's all we have planned so we got one question from a fan who says where have we been Where's the fox and the clown been? Do you want to take a stab at that question first? Well, as sort of, as you may have like, you know, come to realize earlier in this episode, we've been kind of, I kind of have like a sour taste towards, you know, big Spotify and the Joe Rogan uh, cabal. And basically, we've just been kind of battling them behind the scenes to get our content out. But they, they're they winning. They're winning? Yeah, they're... That's not what you told me last time. I kind of... I kind of fudged the numbers. Dang, man. So you lied to me? <laughs> Dang, bro. What the hell, man? I thought we were winning. I mean, what I was doing, basically, in the last few months... By the way, people are what they refer to is the fact that we haven't released a podcast in a while, um, which is fine. 
which is fine, despite what the outrage of the fans says. I think, <laughs> I think it's fine. Right? But uh, at yeah. the end of the day, they're still going to be groveling at our feet, <laughs> trying to suckle on our teeth. Okay, you. I feel like you're the one out of us two. You're the one who would get corrupted by power. Right. No, no. And I would be the one who would have to rein you back in, in a sense. You see, that's in where you're sense, wrong. Right? That's where in you're wrong, because I'm already there. You're already corrupted by power? Yeah, so, I mean, you you have no sort of sense of how far you can go. Well, apparently you've already been, like, battling some people behind the scenes. Have you taken any, like, charges? No. Okay, good, because I don't know anything about I'm not about Kanye. This. Or Alex Jones. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about what you've been doing, but um, yeah. I mean, for real though, if you want to hear the real answer, what is the? If we have to go behind, I the mean, scenes, that was the real answer, but you know, we've also had our own personal projects and work that we've been doing. Mine sort of relating back to the New Year's resolution that I made in the previous New Year's episode. And Yoshi, I guess, just general work. I mean, general work, but I think it actually goes a bit deeper than that, if you had to ask me. Because, I mean, what was the original reason why we started the podcast? At least for you. I, I, it might be different for you and me, but... I think it was to just keep in touch. That's the thing. It was just to keep in touch after I moved to Utah. But I noticed that on periods of time where I'm not in touch regularly, we record the podcast more frequently because we're like, oh yeah, let's do the podcast. But then on periods of time where I'm act like, and this is good for us when I'm actually in the, like we have a discord call. And so sometimes we'll talk to each other. And so I'll join in on the discord call and in periods of time where I'm like joining in on the discord call. I've noticed, and this is just a trend that I've noticed is that we don't record as much of the podcast because we're already talking to each other. The, that's true, that's the, true. <laughs> the purpose of the podcast was to keep in touch, but if we're already keeping in touch, then, you know. And we, and we can't just record people without them knowing. And, you know, some people, you know, I'm not going to name any names, they're just not fit to, to be, you know, recorded. They're not good content makers. I don't know. Well, it's... For me, it's not necessarily like, yeah, some of them maybe don't want to... I, mean, I would say there's three camps of people. The first camp is the type you describe, right? Not fit to be content makers, maybe. Other camp is people who don't want to be on the podcast because it makes them feel a bit anxious, a bit nervous to, be, to have such a platform, right? Being the presence of us. Uh, and it, yeah, yeah. That's definitely part of it, I would say. And the third camp of people are people I are the loose cannons that I don't know if I would want their like, kind of... Well, I was going to say like Rizzo, but, you know, Rizzo has... I feel like Rizzo has a mode that he goes into when he wants to make content. That's the thing. I mean, he's already been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So he's good. But there are other individuals who, once once they go, start going, they just, you can't get him back. You know, they just keep going and going and going. Yeah, I mean, like, recently... Our buddy Mizuki almost uh, outed himself as a potential suspect in some sort of case on the po on a previous podcast episode. I think yeah, we had like a whole mini series about that. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> a after, mini arc. Yeah, that was like pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, 
yeah, the podcast is like something. I don't know. It's kind of morphed into something, and then it unmorphed into something, and now we don't know what it is. So that's why we haven't really recorded it in a while. You know, because at first it was the way to keep in touch, and then it escalated. I, I would say, <laughs> I would say to the peak, it it grew precipitously to a peak where we were coming up with our own storylines and going insano mode, basically, right? But then after a while, then after you get the storylines, then you lose the original purpose of the podcast, which is just to talk about random shit. So now we're spinning these then yards. It, then it becomes the fucking, the ABGN of podcasts. Yeah, it does kind of become the ABGN of podcasts. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's kind of where we've been. I mean, nothing bad. But, I mean, if anything, only good things, right? Yeah, only good things. Because you got your comic out. Yeah. And another thing, I'll talk about that more later, but another thing about, you know, less frequent episodes is that people fail to consider sometimes is that usually, I feel like the last few episodes we put out have been bangers. Yeah, I, I would say so, yeah. They've been kind of, I haven't listened to them. I used to listen to the episodes, but I haven't listened to them back. I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, we, we've we put out some content. Maybe that could be part of our resolution. So, like, put out a certain number of podcasts. And then just, we say, like, we have to record, That's like, true. five podcasts. And then we like just a certain amount, like a number for the year. And then we just end up recording them all in Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> just backload them. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good idea. I think that's actually a brilliant idea because it'll give the fans something to expect and something to know that they can achieve. Not achieve, but you know, something to look forward to. And another thing is, it gives us a bit of accountability. Yeah, yeah. Because the fans, they can, like, you know, bring that up to us and say, hey, you know, they got the receipts now. Uh, yep. They're going to have those in their hands. So, yeah, we're going to have to be careful. Um, but, yeah, that, that kind of answers that first question that we got. And uh, I guess the next one is what have we... What have we been doing over the holidays yeah so for context i've been down here at home where we live in newport north carolina oh shit i just doxed it us <laughs> we should cut that out, <laughs> should cut that out. newport north carolina <laughs> he cut that out cut that out so yeah we got to cut all that out but basically we've been down here at home for vacation and i've been here for what like a week and a half now a week i would say yeah so we've had a lot of time to do some stuff, but... Let's take a step back real quick. What did you do for Thanksgiving? Because you didn't come home. Mm-mm, I didn't come... I mean, for Thanksgiving, we I just was at the house. Okay. You know? Or at my, at my house where I live now in Utah. Um, so... Because Thanksgiving is when the actual holiday season starts, I feel like. Yeah, it is... I mean, I had a lot of work around that Thanksgiving time, so I, I wasn't going to be able to, but I also wasn't going to be able to because I don't have the money to fly home, like, multiple times per year, I would say. Or just one time per year is my limit. Hmm. So you've just been 
when did you get here? The 18th or something? I think I got here like the 20th, and now it's New Year's Day. So about 10 days I've been here. Uh, 12 days, I guess. How is it staying at your house with your entire family there now that you've been living alone, well, essentially living alone? I don't know, because I already have, I have roommates, right? I have multiple roommates, and I like living with the roommates, and so I don't mind it. It's basically the same, I would say, Hmm. just with my family. But, I mean, the big difference is, like, at home... Trying to think, I'm a bit more secluded, I would say. Not at home, but in Utah, like I have my computer. You know, usually I'm hanging out with my one of my roommates who's who I work with a fair bit during the workday, of course. But at home, I kind of wind down. I kind of do my own thing. Whereas now, being at home with my family, I don't. You know, I'm more with them basically until I go to sleep, because there's nothing. I don't. Ha- I only have my laptop. You know, and I can't really game on it. Can't do too much. So these days, I, I'm just. Using and they it. actually turned your room into like a different room, right? Yeah, it just has a bunch of plants in it right now. It's like a plant room, and it just has my bed in it. It's so like, where? Oh, so you still sleep in that room? Yeah, we have a bed, and we just put an air mattress on my bed where my mattress used to be, because. Okay. Uh, yeah, they. My mom just donated my mattress after I moved. <laughs> after I moved to Utah, it, it may it makes sense. I mean, a kid could use that mattress, and it's too small for an adult anyway. So it's like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go home, I might as well sleep on an air mattress. Although I don't like the air mattress; it's a bit uncomfortable. Um, but I mean, what can you? I can't really complain. Better than sleeping on the damn floor, which I was doing at my sister's place. <clears throat> Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got done with work for the year, and I think on, like, towards, tail, tail end of November, and I've recently moved into sort of, I, it's my own place, but it's like a house that my grandpa helped his father build back in the day, a long time ago. It's not really, it's not insulated, so it's really cold, uh, specifically at night, and I got most of my shit moved in, my computer setup is good, and it's amazing because nobody can bother me. Mm. And it is your, this is kind of like your own personal space, whereas before you had like two rooms kind of. Which was nice. You had like your room in a studio, type deal, but now you just have a full-on house, basically yeah. to yourself. Yeah, I mean the house, I would I would probably describe it as like maybe like a step up above, maybe like a piece of shit almost. But it's working for me. A step above a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a piece of shit. I wouldn't say it's a piece of shit, but. Well, thing is, you repainted a lot of it. Oh yeah, I mean, it took me a few weeks, but I like. the The house had never been puttied. It's just drywall up, so I like filled in the cracks with putty, primered the walls, for two rooms, my bedroom and my studio. 
and I painted the room. I basically took the room to completion. <laughs> I don't know how to say it other than that. It's to put it in perspective for the fans. Probably you would have had to pay a guy like a lot of money to do the work. Yeah, it was definitely like maybe three weeks worth of work. And it, it turned out looking pretty good, I would say. The only downside is that you couldn't get into the walls to put that insulation in. Yeah, I didn't think about that before I started. I didn't. I underestimated how quickly the temperature would drop, like the the heat would seep through the walls or whatever. And the thing is, like here, the temperature fluctuates a lot, right? So, for example, today it's like. 70 degrees outside but a few days ago it was like below freezing mm -hmm. so yeah it definitely gets you know you get a wide spectrum here compared with for example where I live in Utah if it's winter time you can count on it being pretty much cold until like March probably mm. <clears throat> yeah so yeah, of course it's winter, so it's gonna be cold. And I don't know. I think we we mentioned this like a few days ago, but it seems like every year Christmas feels a little bit less like Christmas. Yeah, well, I think that's just the fact that once you've experienced Christmas for like, like twenty years, yeah, then you already know what to expect. You know, oh, it's gonna be Christmas. It's gonna be Christmas. But maybe that's our fault. Maybe we have to find a way to spice up Christmas. Because I know some people who are really enthusiastic about Christmas still. I mean, I am th enthusiastic, but for some reason it, it, it lacks the, uh, the magic that it did maybe even four years ago. I mean, part of it, too, is like if you think about what we were doing four years ago, we were... Like, the whole crew was basically all in university. And we Christmas was a time where we could all come back down and be still free, but be, f like, adults still. You know, it kind of, like, being able to do all the stuff we wanted to do in high school, but we couldn't do because we weren't fully-fledged adults. But now we're adults, so we have the freedom to do whatever we want, you know? Yeah. And so I think that was a bit the magic of Christmas a few years ago. But now, like, we all, literally all of us live in different cities now. So, some, I think the only time, we didn't even get everyone together, for example. It's the first year in a long time we haven't gotten everyone together. Like Alex, Mizuki, me, and you in the same room. Yeah, I mean, we did for a little bit, but, you know, we just fucking played Smash. Oh, yeah, it was a few hours, yeah. Yeah. But uh we didn't really we didn't do Secret Santa this year. That's probably a contributing factor, which I don't really mind, but you know, it definitely adds to the feeling. Yeah. I I mean for me Christmas Save money. yeah. It Yeah, it didn't feel as Christmassy this year for me despite being home. Um it wasn't the worst Christmas ever, but you know, that <laughs> That probably is reserved for the COVID <laughs> Christmas for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just didn't feel as spectacular. It was still fun, but definitely... It didn't, yeah, it didn't... It wasn't, like, mel... I wouldn't say it was melancholy. 
It just didn't feel like Christmas. It felt more like a regular day hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that reason why is because one of our friends, uh, Mizuki, he could only be here for like two days, right? So it felt very rushed as well when, when everyone got together. Yeah. <clears throat> and it also like left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth that he beat our asses and smashed I mean, the, that's how you know the times are changing. It's like we used to run his ass into the ground <laughs> when we were playing the old game. We used to run a train on him. No, no. See, I don't like that phrasing. But I mean, essentially, though. In a sense, like metaphorically, maybe. <laughs> but like, I don't like that picture that it paints of Mizuki. But anyway, like we used to like dominate him basically in Smash. See, now you're using weird <laughs> no, that, terms. That's bro. a normal word. That's a normal word that everyone would use in everyday life. I feel like. So we used to like. If you will, I don't know if you can if we can say this, but I mean we used to like, you know, rug a goose, you know, kind of over and over, sort of over. bending, contracting. <laughs> well, not bending around, right? That's not real. That's not good to say, but more kind of. I would say, like in a sense, we used to like. I know we used to kind of make him bend to our will. If you will, right? I mean, that, that's fair, I would say. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I think you ask anyone, any any uh, founding member of OD, and they, they'll tell you the exact same thing. I mean, the, the type of things that we would do to Mizuki, <laughs> I mean, it was unspeakable. It was just... When I think back... To those days, <laughs> yeah, it was, it it was repulsive what we were doing. Well, that was a different game. It was a different time. You could get away with that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, but but for real though, like back in the day, in the old Smash games, we we, we would basically. Okay, okay, let's get back. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> what, what we would do to Mizuki. <laughs> I have to get used to that. Oh, dang, man. Freaking forced him to use the bathroom. Basically, what we would do to Mizuki <laughs> back in the day, I mean, it was the type of stuff that you would only see in the movies, you know? And and so we would just beat him. We would beat him all day, just run the table. And that was, that was <laughs> like, you know, back in the Smash 4 days, right? But with this new game, and I mean, we even played a little bit of the new game in years past, and it wasn't that bad. <coughs> but it just goes to show, like, we both haven't played uh, Smash Bros. in a long time. He, what did he do to us this time? I mean, he kind of, like, I mean, he sort of 
ran a train on us alone. Uh, I mean, alone? I don't... How is that even possible? I don't know how that would work, but he... Yeah, what he did to us, he... He gave us, you know, an eye for an eye, except he kind of gouged his thumb in our eye. He really... Like, all those years of... I mean, think, think about how many years Mizuki, like took what we did to him. <laughs> <Like>, do <laughs> you think of how many like how many years was that? Like all throughout high school, four years of high school. For me at least. And then Basically the entirety of Smash Four, maybe and maybe even a little into Ultimate. So about eight years probably. That's how much of it is that like That's a lot for someone to take. That's a third of his life. That he was just <laughs> tormented and he whipped our butts this time and I was like dang how the times have changed that Mizuki is able to just destroy us like this and it was it really like got me to think like wow times have really changed jokes aside you know it's kind of like there's a there's a bell curve in my opinion there's a bell curve to how good you are at video games right like, you're pretty bad when you're, like, eight or nine years old. Your older cousins are beating you, you know, or whatever. And then you get into, like, your early to late teens, maybe even your early 20s. And that's the peak of the curve, right? Mm -hmm. That's when you're, like, peak gamer, god reaction times, actually degenerate enough to put a lot of time into video games, right? Yeah. And then the age that we're at, <coughs> mid-20s, that's when it starts to We're on the downward trend. We, we are on the down, and it showed, for sure. It it's showed. time for us. See, now Now we just need to stick to, uh, you know, RPGs. No more competitive games. That's the thing. I've just stopped playing competitive games entirely. Now I'm like a strategy game roguelike guy. And <laughs> I don't... I, I like it, actually. I like it. I think it's awesome. But my, my taste in games has totally changed. And that's not just because I've become ass at competitive games. As, as much as it sounds like I'm just coping. With yeah, we're not actually ass. We're just getting older. No, I'm ass. But it's not because I'm getting older. You know what it is because of. Well, it is because I'm getting older. But that's only half the story. What is it? What is it? It's the fact that I don't have the time to put into these games to get good also. Exactly. That is the same reason, and I, I'll just say it right now. I'll div I'll divulge his information on the podcast. That I unfortunately, Tavoy has been trying to convince me to buy Guilty Gear Strive, but I just can't buy it. It's like, and is it the fact that you just don't want to? <clears throat> it's uh, well, I don't think I'll buy it. Like, in my opinion, my mindset right now is that I don't think I'll buy another fighting game for a long, long time. Even if it's, like, for a franchise that I like, like JoJo's. People have been wanting a JoJo's fighting game for a long time. But I don't really think I will... I don't think I'm going to get it, even if it comes out. Because the amount of time you have to put into a fighting game is go only going like to get as good as you want will theoretically only increase over time because you'll be playing people who are better than you 
So you're going to have to put more and more time in just to beat those people. Then other fuckers are going to come along. And you got to put more time in to beat them. And the population of the world just cracked, what, 9 billion? 8 billion or 9 billion? Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm 30 years old. Get my ass beat by a 14-year-old. Yeah, when we were kids, there were only like 7 point something billion people in the world. Like, <coughs> literally the pool of people has... And all those people are newly born people, right? So they're literally... We're playing against people who just came out the womb, basically. Who have fresh <laughs> senses, you know? So it, it's a bit too much. And my definition of fun... For me, what the big thing is... Like, the reason I like Smash is because it was very social, right? Yeah, that's the best part. And it was social, and you could put... the Like, the effort of putting time in to become good at the video game... Was offset by the social environment that you would be in and so you'd be like oh i don't mind playing because i'm just hanging out with my friends but now when you play it's like and you're about at the same skill level that's also a very important point yeah when you jump into a new thing like my definition of fun is not spending 60 dollars on a game getting my ass beat for three months and like pouring in like probably 200 hours into a video game and then finally being able to put up a fight, only for a new DLC to come out and like, oh. nerf your character. And then you're like, okay, well, now I've just wasted my whole life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you just don't feel good. This yeah. Thing, it stops to feel good, I, I would say. There are other things in life that make you feel better. Definitely. Even other games. True. Uh, but we've also... Outside of getting our asses beat by Mizuki, we both, me, you, and Mizuki also went to the skate park. We've been skating a bit. I busted my ass pretty bad yesterday. True. And when you say skating, we're talking skateboarding, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I went out, I bought a skateboard, bought a helmet, and, um, yeah, Don V's a veteran, though. So, he was the one teaching me kind of the ways of skateboarding. And so I'm kind of his student. And so I was learning how to kind of do some basic stuff, like move around, turn, ride those little bumps or whatever. Um, and I would what level would you say I got to on a scale of 1 to 100? <clears throat> on a scale of 1 to 100, you're probably maybe at like, Ten. Oh wow, I I would have said <laughs> five, but I well, would. Well, one hundred is a pretty high number. One hundred is pretty high. I feel like once you get into fifty, once you get to level twenty, that's when shit starts to get complicated. Yeah, it's if you think about the scale of one to one hundred in this scenario, it's an exponential curve, so it only gets harder and harder to increase with each level. But yeah, in that sense, yeah, maybe I did get to around a 5 or a 10. Maybe a 10. But, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely challenging. I thought, you know, I was thinking, you know, I my background right now is like, okay, I'm climbing a bit, I'm skiing a bit. So skiing, I thought, would get me used to kind of mo moving around at least. Not necessarily, like, on a skateboard, but just using my body to move around. I mean, climbing kind of gets you over the fear of, like, busting your ass. Have you fell off of a rock wall before? Uh, yeah, very routinely. You fall, you fall off oh, way more than you top out. Huh. 
Because if you're bouldering at your limit, you're going to fail most of the time. How high do you fall from? I mean, usually it's not more than like five to seven feet. But if the last move is the hardest move on a boulder and you're up on the wall, could be, I don't know how high the ceiling is, but like 20 feet could be pretty high. What the hell? Are y'all like on like giant foam pads? Yeah, they have foam pads at the bottom. So if you fall, like you're not going to hurt yourself. Okay. It's still scary just to like fling your body around at that height, but you know, it's, it's not too scary, but I thought I was going to be over the fear of falling and skateboarding, but it's a whole different bear. It's the, the sensation of rolling against your will. Yeah. And like I've taken big falls in skiing where I've rolled like literally like, I don't know, like a long ways down a mountain, you know, like maybe like 30 to 40 feet down a mountain after I lost a ski uh, and going fast as well, taking a huge fall, but I've been totally fine and not had any pain after. If you take the smallest fall on a skateboard, like you're going to be feeling it the next day. You know? <laughs> you're really going to be feeling it the next day. So I, I've definitely picked up a few scars while I've been here, like, you know, all, all around basically my whole body. I thought I was going to be giving myself a rest going on vacation. It's been the exact opposite. I've been just <laughs> battering my body, basically, skateboarding. But it's been fun. I love learning new things. Even if I'm not that great at them, I like to learn. Uh, and I hope when we come down here um, in the future, we'll continue to skateboard. I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't skateboarded since I was like maybe 15 or maybe like uh, 17 somewhere in there not since high school so it's been a while and the good thing is is like we both managed to like I guess achieve our holiday break goals for skateboarding I don't know what you had in mind but you went up the the bowl and came back down on our on the last day true and then i managed to sort of drop in which is kind of where i was i dropped in from a quarter pipe which is where i was when i kind of stopped and when you the thing about dropping in from a quarter pipe is like if you're not really used to it it's very intimidating because you already know by now you've already fallen a few times so you know the consequences of fucking it up it's like you're just going to fall again. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're standing on this edge looking over this fucking cliff. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Like, it doesn't... To be honest, it doesn't look too hard when mm-hmm. I see you do it or when I see other people do it. But I think you have... Before you try it, you definitely have to be very comfortable on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be comfortable riding around. You have to be... You, it, you basically have to, like be able to use the skateboard as like an extension of your body already whereas me i was definitely not at that point already yeah i will say that uh and i was you know i had tried it a few i probably tried it like what three or four times right i think Uh, you tried it twice i think mizuki was the one who tried it the most i think he only tried it like four i know for a fact i at least tried it three times because 
I remember uh, <laughs> I remember distinctly me thinking to myself like oh I shouldn't be doing this because both of my wrists were already bruised at that point but um, I still tried it again um, and it, it's deceptively like it looks so easy when you see people do it very nonchalantly but and I've done similar stuff on skis because like I mean that's not a far drop in you know mm. so even the one we were on wasn't really far it was just like maybe four feet tall yeah um but the fact that the skateboard isn't connected to you i mean that's pretty it's pretty scary i would say hmm. but yeah uh that was not my goal and i did not end up doing that the only thing i i ended up learning was like basically if i'm going up a ramp how to turn back down which is very elementary but still kind of important and then well you came up with your pre-jacking method yeah true i learned how to pre-jack which is kind of how to like do a turn do a 180 basically and go the opposite way that you're wanting to go you kind of have to pre-jack the motion which is like turn I, I don't know. Describe to us what pre-jacking means. It's so hard. It's one of those words that's hard to do it without saying the word in the definition, you know. But basically, you kind of pre... In a way, you... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to say it without saying pre-jack, but... So, let's say you're going up a ramp. You have to turn the... You have to look the way you want to go, kind of. And then kind of pre-jack it. And then, and then go through with the motion, you know. <clears throat> kind of pre-set it up. Get that pre-set up. Well, uh, I guess we should move on to the New Year's resolutions as our final segment of this podcast. Yeah, How? okay, so we're going to put a couple resolutions out there to let the fans know what we plan on doing. How many do you want to put out? Just one or multiple? Podcasts? Uh, no, like resolutions that we're going to do like personal resolutions yeah i'm down with just one just one resolution <clears throat> one or two okay i don't really care how much and then we'll we'll do the podcast resolution as well and we yeah. won't count that as one so first resolution that we're both going to try to do is a certain number of podcasts this year should we do a certain number or should we do like at least once a month or at least i think we should do a specific number okay so how many months are in a year six or no 12 <laughs> <laughs> this is six months man he's going he's going freaking new school man that bi-yearly calendar uh maybe we should put out like let's see 12 months in here so if we go bi-weekly it's 24 if we go monthly it's 12 <clears throat> Maybe we should strive for six podcast episodes guaranteed. Guaranteed six. That's low. Once every two months. We gotta what do go. you think we can achieve? What do you think we're capable I, I think, of achieving? I think we can do once a month. And that's very realistic, I think. I think it is. I just... You never know like what is going to come up. But I won't say we'll say this. We won't put out an episode once a month, but we'll put out twelve episodes 
yeah. uh, for the year. Yeah, that, that's that's more what I'm thinking. It's like, just use it as an estimation. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about the pace that we used to put out the episodes, I mean, it was once every two weeks. It's once every week. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So, okay, 12 podcast episodes this year, 2023. That's the goal. Okay. So now we have our individual goals. So do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay, because I have to think about this. I, For reference, guys, I mean, you guys already know, I come up with like a shitload of resolutions and not all of them get done, but they're just meant to like make progress on things I want to do. So last year, my resolutions were go to France. That didn't happen. Learn French. That only happened for half the year. Um... Update my websites, my website, which did happen. Um, what, what were my other resolutions? I'm trying to think. Uh, one of them was be more social, which I don't, I don't know if it happened. Honestly, I, it might have happened, but it's hard for me to gauge that because I don't remember how social I was before then. Um, but yeah, that was one of my resolutions. I think it happened. I'll give that to myself even though it's a bit subjective. Um, one of them was to start investing or get another stream of revenue. So I did start investing, so that's good. How's the revenue? Well, it was that or the other stream oh, of revenue. Okay. So yeah, I didn't get another stream of income. But investing <laughs> is kind of, I mean, it's very small, but it's kind of like getting another stream of income. Yeah. Um, and then... What? I know I had like nine. I had one was stay fit, which I think I did. I have to be careful now that I'm getting older because the biggest danger to staying fit is getting injured because that puts you on your ass for a few weeks to like months, you know. So I have to be careful not to get injured. I can't be stupid. <laughs> you can't be busting your ass on the skateboard. That's the thing. I my personality is I just like to like do things. You know, I just like to like send it even if I shouldn't be sending it. And so, that's what I had to be careful of for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's that happened. I I, de I definitely stayed fit. I would say, and then I don't, I don't remember the other ones, but I think I hit most of them. This year, one thing for sure that I would like to do, uh, I would like to get my passport because that's the first step to being able to travel internationally, which is something I also want to do. Um, so get the passport is mine. And in addition to get the passport, I mean, it's a bit of a cheat, but that's like a sub goal towards my international travel ultimate objective for this year. Well, I think that's what resolutions should be. They shouldn't be like, uh, you know, elaborate, drawn out fucking plans. Yeah, I think resolutions should definitely just be like something that you can realistically start and and keep going with. So that's my thing. The first step is getting a passport. <clears throat> okay. Well, for me, uh, uh, last year, I think my re my only resolution really was to m make something, which I achieved with the 
comic that I put out uh, that was published and I think Saturday AM and so that was pretty cool it was like the first thing I ever like put out officially and uh, and I think also the first like actual resolution that I actually managed to complete and like actually be able to say that I did it so that's nice to know mm-hmm. I learned a lot and I think for this year's resolution I might have like maybe two resolutions and one of them is one of them is to just like put out maybe like more than just one project a year and then the other one is to try and see about growing my social media and maybe reaching like Reaching above a thousand k followers on Instagram. So reaching above one k followers. Yeah. Okay. A thousand k is technically a million. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not that. Maybe not. let's let's take a step back. <laughs> First, you gotta hit that thousand. So and what is your starting point? I'm currently at three hundred. So that's actually a, a fairly big starting point. You're already a third of the way there. That's good. Mm. So you have some room. So, like a starting pad at least well when I was when I was doing the comic I gained a lot of like followers I guess people who liked my comic or like found my account through the people that I published through or whatever mm-hmm. and so I think that really helped because before then I was only at I think a hundred okay nice wow so you you tripled your followers in a sense from 100 to 300 yeah that's pretty good so if you triple again technically you'll i mean you're already on the tripling trend here if you triple again this year let me let me check how many followers i have at this exact moment hopefully i didn't go back below 300 i have 307 followers and I think another like sub resolution is to just have more followers than I am following just so I can say like oh yeah you know I am that's how popular I am I mean that's a that, that is a good goal in a sense for like if you want to use social media to grow your artist platform but also I have to warn you that starting to get into those social media numbers could end up being could put you on a downward spiral <laughs> you know we'll see i know i mean I, I know a lot of people a lot of people that i follow will sometimes post about how like uh they care too much about how many likes they get sometimes but i don't i don't think i am at risk of that because I don't really care as it is right now. I don't really post very frequently. Okay. I usually I'll post something, and then like two weeks later, 
I'll get like some followers coming in and then maybe maybe a month later I'll, I'll post again and I'll get more followers nice so would this involve also posting more you think or still going at the same rate I think I'll have to post a little bit more but I'm already working on like a reboot of the one shot I put out last year and I got most of my followers during that so I think if I just kind of like my goal is to just keep working on the comic and posting updates and hopefully I can get this one out early within the first third of this year sometime and start working on the second chapter my hope is just that that will bring in the followers that I require to achieve the resolution. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, those are two good goals, I would say. <clears throat> and maybe one can lead into another, because maybe growing your social media will necessitate that you work more on your projects, helping the first goal. Yeah. So I just have goals that help each other. I mean, if I want... The reason why I'm shooting for like a thousand is because I feel like a thousand is like a decent spot to where like you just start to get more popular because of like the I think the algorithm will favor your work more at that point. And also I think if I get that point I might open up like an actual official Patreon for myself or like a Kofi. So I can actually have some sort of revenue thing coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm trying to think for my second goal, what it would be. I might, I don't know, there, there's always a lot of things I think would be nice. But I don't know. I don't know if they would I don't know what I basically I'm at a point in my life where I don't know exactly what I want to do which is interesting because at least you know you want to pursue art right yeah I know that I want to finish my PhD but that will happen regardless of if I want it to or not just because that's my job right oh, okay. that's what I'm already doing so I feel like setting a goal related to that would be... Cheap. Yeah. So. It'd be like, I already know I'm going to make progress on that. So like outside of that, I don't know. I might make it to be like... Oh, you know what? Here's a great goal that I need to do that I've been wanting to do is visit a national park. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's some beautiful ones in Utah, and I got, actually got roasted at a um, Christmas-slash-birthday party this year. You got I, roasted? Yeah. Uh, I was talking to this person, and she was saying, like, oh, yeah, what kind of things do you like to do in Utah? And I was like, oh, yeah, I like to hike, I like to climb, I like to um, ski, I like to do that type of stuff. And then uh, she was like, oh, yeah, which national parks have you been to? I was like, oh, yeah, I actually haven't hiked in any national parks. And she was like, what? So I guess you don't actually like hiking that much. And I was like, yeah, I guess I don't. Maybe I, d I don't know much because I've done one big backpacking trip, which was fun. Um, done a few hikes, or I did one hike in Colorado, which is the farthest away probably. 
and then um, just a few hikes around like where we live, like in the Wasatch Range. But those have never been more than like a hour and a half drive, I would say. The furthest one was like to a hot spring. So I would say go to a national park. That'd be cool. Be sick though. I mean, you got those fucking mountain lions and shit out there. Yeah, I know. Those videos are frightening, aren't they? When you see the fucking <laughs> mountain lions chasing people in the mountains. You're like, dang. I haven't seen one. The, the closest thing I've seen to a mountain lion in Utah is, I think we have them here too, just like lynxes or bobcats. Yeah. Um, but those aren't very big. I mean, I'm sure they're scrappy, but like, if you kicked one as hard as you could, it probably would like run away, you know? I don't know, bro. <laughs> I feel, and the only times I've seen them too is when I was on a bike. I kicked the chicken the other day and it just got up and ran away. Well, chickens, yeah, they're... Looks like they're, you know, more fragile maybe. I guess so. Plus, I wouldn't want to kick an animal. Like, especially one that looks like a cat. Just because I feel like cats are kind of nice. Oh, disclaimer, I only kicked this chicken because it tried to pick a fight with me. Yeah, well, it was a rooster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It was trying to assert the dominance on Don B. When I, this rooster that's out there, uh, whenever it, like, tries to pick a fight with you, it kind of, like, what it does, its version of squaring up is, like, <laughs> let's say you're facing directly at me, it'll turn to its side, pull its wing out like this, and start... <laughs> start like cocking its wing up it, it it's kind of like when you when a gta npc like gets aggro is basically <laughs> what the chicken starts like <laughs> uh but yeah so i would say yeah that's that's pretty messed up but i think i i don't have to worry about too many wildlife in these national parks just because they're so heavily trafficked by people unless i camp in one and then it might be a bit more challenging. Unless we are in the desert, because there's not too many, like, wild shit. Well, usually national parks have trails and shit that people are, like, always on. Yeah. So. Well, you know, one of the most dangerous uh, hikes in a national park is in Utah. I think it's in Zion Park. It's called Angel's Landing, which is an incredibly ironic name because multiple people have fallen to their death on that <laughs> on this hike but it's basically like a hike that's up a very narrow path and there's no railing because it's so narrow so there's just a chain or like a rope basically that people hold on to and to let you know there's two-way traffic right so to let someone pass you have to stop going up and just hold on to the chain and let them pass you interesting so, yeah you should look it up actually that would, that would be a good thing for you to look up right now just to, it's much different from Duncan's Landing, which we have here. <laughs> yeah, Duncan's Landing is like the opposite. Yeah, I think it's called Angel's Landing. But uh, yeah, it's quite the. It's quite. I don't know that I would do this. Actually, I had a friend named Sean from Raleigh, and he he chickened out of doing this because he said it was quite scary. Um, it looks fucking awesome though. It looks pretty cool, but you can see it, it's quite exposed on that yeah. one side. Yeah. <laughs> he's just running down. Okay, this guy might not be official. Uh, he He's one of the psycho trail runners. <laughs> you don't have to run He fucking this. pushes people out of the way. <laughs> he's, he's trying to make a PR. He doesn't care about people fucking, you know, just walking around. It looks like a really cool hike. 
I'm not very scared of heights, so I would probably do this. But uh, I could see how people would be scared of this. Because you see the exposure, and there's no railing. It's just a fucking chain. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's definitely not the most safe. And, and the chain is just like off to the side of the mountain yeah, it's not in some places it doesn't look as it's not good. really a path really i mean you're basically just yeah look at this you're just scaling a mountain you're really just like walking on a mountain and these people like if you look at the shoes people are wearing they're not wearing like hiking shoes or they're just wearing like trainers you know like maybe some vans they're just tourists yeah but i mean they've made like staircases of rocks I would say of the... I did one hike... I would totally die on this. No, you would not. I would not... I would, like, let go of the chain, and then, like, my backpack would hit a cliff, and I would get pushed off. <laughs> you would not... You might not wear a backpack. You might give your backpack to someone else. But what's scary is if you rewind a couple seconds, there are sections where you don't even have the chain. If you go back. Oh, yeah, up here. Yeah, up here, they don't have... What the hell? They don't it, have that chain. And, and right it's, there. Not, it's just like you gotta hop across? <laughs> I, I don't know about hopping across. But, uh, yeah, the, I mean, it's definitely sketchier in some parts than others. Um, Dude, look at You have to, like, fucking step on a fucking root sticking out <laughs> the side of a cliff to make it to the other side. There's no chain. But yeah, I think this would be a cool. Uh, a cool park to visit. It's pretty far from where I am, but anyway, like, uh, I think it'd be cool to go. It's, like, within four hours' drive of me, so it's, like, there's no excuse for me not to. And there's tons of national parks like this. That would be enough of an excuse for me to not go. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. Like, if you look up, for example, Canyonlands in Utah, uh, it's beautiful, and I don't think there's any risk of dying on a trail, um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's going to be one of my next goals. And that's it for me. A bit long-winded, but anyway. Well, I guess that's about it for the podcast. I think so. Uh, Email us a few of your resolutions. Yo, podcast. Yeah, we'll listeners. rate your resolutions. <laughs> rate them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hopefully... You survive to the next year, to the next Fox and the Clown podcast episode. True. And you do well. Hopefully, this will fill your stomachs for a while. Yep. 